Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Health Collective podcast. I'm so happy to have you back again listening and taking the time out of your day to be with us and also very grateful to our guest today, Christine Clifton, who teaches mindful company professionals and service entrepreneurs to essentially say what they need, say and get where they want to go and have the freedom and fulfillment to flow in their life. So what we are going to be focusing on today is mainly around uh, intentional career change and growth. And a particular test that Christine uh, has uh, brought to us today that really helps us to inform any career changes that we make, because we know that for a lot of us, when we get to our 40s, 50s, we start to get the niggle. Do I want to move? Do I want to do something different? Is it the right time? Have I just been stuck here because that's what I fell into when I was 18? So I'd be really interested to see what that test brings and Christine's thoughts on how to help you to really make the most of your next career step. So first of all, thank you so much for being with us today, Christine. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Fabulous. So before we talk about this Pest and how it could help people um, in their career path. Why don't you give us a bit of a background about how you came up with it, where it came from, what sparked the idea, and what really led to you doing what you do in helping people with their career growth? Sure, sure. A lot of what I've done in my my uh, entrepreneurial career has been organic. And I get in motion and I, I believe the universe shoves things in front of us and we get to choose, you know, which one we go and then we head off into the path, you know, wherever we choose. So my work was primarily working with entrepreneurs at first. And then I met uh, Stephen Rudolph, who is the developer of Multiple Natures, which is this careers test. And it was early in the early stages. I, I I, I hesitate to even guess what year it was. Um, but as I was speaking with him, he was weaving concepts of Ayurveda into the test. Um, he had run a school in India. He's an American and he was observing children. And there was already a body of work called multiple intelligences that was in existence, but he was noticing that kids who had the same intelligence on that uh, on that scale, were expressing it in different ways. And so he began just observing and studying the children to see what different types of expressions he was seeing. So just to equate that to a real world example, um, someone might have a protective nature. So you know, feeling it like they are a protector, but their intelligence might be a logical intelligence. So someone who is protective and logical might step into the world as a cybersecurity expert or an internal affairs investigator or a detective, right? Um, because that's all logical and protective. But if you are a protective nature and you're a bodily gross, meaning, you know, you know about bodily gross, moving your body around in space and time. We have bodily fine as well, which is about finger dexterity. So bodily gross and protective, well, that person might show up as a fireman or a policeman or a security guard, 
right? Or a bodyguard. So the test is this, it's truly unique. I've never come across one uh, like it that overlays both the person's strengths and their interests. And it generates a list of position titles, literally, (laughs) that showcase the highest crossover of those things. So we're looking at the strengths and the interests that are common to produce the, the stronger scored position titles. And what what happens is when clients start seeing that list, they'll say things like, oh my gosh, Christine, I when I was a little girl, I always wanted to be an architect, you know, but I went into accounting. Or they might look at it and say, you know, I was thinking about taking that career path, but I, you know, wasn't completely sure. Now I'm completely sure. And so the test really prompts a lot of inward looking um, as well as the outward application of it. I call it alignment. So a lot of us, if we don't like our jobs or don't like our boss or don't like the company, our knee-jerk reaction is, let me start looking. Let me go out there and start looking. What's out there? What's out there? But this test and the process I use along with the test, I take them on that inward view first. As women especially, we evolve constantly. Well, humans do, of course, but I think women are a little special um, that we, because we spend so many plates at one uh, given point in time and we are cultured to service as women, right? The, The culture tells us we have to raise the children, we have to serve, serve, serve. And so what happens is that we start listening to the shoulds instead of listening to ourselves and our intuition. So that inward view is really important because it gives you a chance to take stock of who you are today and recalibrate, you know, goals, you know, interests, what's driving you, and then set forth to take that step into the world, whatever it is, a career change, it might just be a tweak. Some of my clients have ended up staying where they are instead of changing because they've learned to look at work as not the center point of their life anymore. That's another thing in, you know, cult that we've been cultured up till now is a lot of us have attached identity to work. So I think the pandemic really helped shake that loose a little bit because there were some harsh realities people were facing with their careers. Mm -hmm. And they really realized that no one's looking out for me, but me, you know, so to move that focus away from work being the center point and your being being the center point is a real paradigm shift that that trans that's transformative in your whole life to take that aspect. Interesting. So this test essentially, because you know, I can't imagine anyone listening to this who they probably did tests at school level, at college level, you know, throughout the Myers-Briggs test, anybody listening to this in HR, you are well aware of the tests that we we do. So in terms of how this really focuses on a difference, a USP, what it makes in terms of its unique value 
is that it looks at the whole person as a being rather than focusing on, let's say, a specific skill set or a specific personality trait. So would you say it takes a more holistic view of the person? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are four data sets that the test produces. One is the careers list, like I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. The the first is the raw, what I call the raw scores, and it's a list of 19 characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, a set of them are called multiple intelligences. The other set are called multiple natures. And the intelligences are your strengths, your innate strengths, and your natures are your natural tendencies, your interests. It's that personality part of you. So so it it draws forth both of the sets of those characteristics, and we can look at which ones are strong and which ones aren't as strong. So the characteristics set by itself is really a, a good tool to use. So for example, if I have a very high naturalistic intelligence. So that means that I am really, you know, good working with nature and, you know, plants, animals, minerals, you know, that's what I call it. Then I might say, gosh, my naturalistic's really high. Do I need naturalistic in my job? Right. So the careers that are going to spit out are going to have naturalistic in it, but it gives us the chance as human beings to say, you know what, I've got a, you know, acre garden in my backyard. (laughs) And I've got my naturalistic taken care of at home. So I don't need naturalistic at work. Or someone might say, you know, I do have my garden at home, but you know, naturalistic is important to me. So what I'll have them do is I'll guide them into naturalistic type industries. So it might be, um, you know, agriculture or solar power or, you know, something along the lines where the industry, so they might be an accountant at, you know, a big four accounting firm right now, but if they're naturalistic, they might say, I'm going to be an accountant at a solar, you know, panel production company or something. Mm-hmm. So it gets them a little bit closer to something mm-hmm. that really they care about. But again, they're in choice. They can say, yes, I, I need naturalistic in my career or no, I don't. And then when we look at the careers list, it makes it easy for us to either eliminate the ones, you know, that have high naturalistic or, um, or just look at the other characteristics that are a part of that job. So, so that's the second data set. We have the career list, careers list, and then we have the, the raw scores. Then we mm. have a list of tasks. So anyone looking for a job today will look at a job description and their eyes glaze over when they see all those bullet points, you know, of, you know, it's the sub bullets. And sometimes I wonder, look, I was in HR. I used to write those job descriptions. So I wish I knew then what I know now. Um, But anyway, those are tasks, right? It breaks the job down into little tasks. And so it gives us a list of tasks as well that are aligned with the raw scores, the characteristics. And what the way I use that, um, and, and as a multiple nature, a certified multiple natures practitioner, I you can kind of embellish on the core test the way that we want as, as practitioners. And the way I take the, the, the task list is I tell my client, hey, take this 20 task list. I, I start with 20 and I want you to boil it down to less than 10 that really light you up. 
Like when you look at that task, you are, oh my gosh, I could do that all day long and the day would go like this. So they'll send back that list. It might be five, it might be 10. And what I do from my experience, not only in HR, but in in my entrepreneurship and working with career seekers is I'll look at the list of tasks and say, what job is that? Right. It's Mm -hmm. almost like reverse engineering your job search, because let's look at what you like to do first and then kind of say, I wonder what type of job would allow me to exhibit these tasks or perform these tasks in the job. So so to me, that's one way to use it. Another way to use the task list is to when you're looking for a job, keep them, you know, beside you and say, you know, are these tasks a part of this job that I'm considering. So it's a it's an opportunity to litmus test like how closely a, a job you're considering is a, a match for your true nature. The other set is leisure activities. So so it's literally like chess or you know dog walking or swimming, you know, might show up on the, the leisure activity list. And again, the holistic person, right? That's where the lead into this is and it it shows people that with work not being the center point of your life here are some ways you can fill the gap if you make that kind of paradigm shift and make your being the center of of your of your life and and not let's say work as much or whatever the decision might be to say how do i fill that time now oh look here's some leisure activities that uh, you know, could fill in and are in alignment with my unique set of strong characteristics of both the multiple intelligences and the multiple natures. So one of the things that someone might sort of come up with in terms of a question here is this test sounds fantastic and it sounds like it covers an awful lot of areas. But does it eliminate women's natural desire to use their intuition you know through a lot of life now you know we can have dating apps let's look at all of the you know points that make this person right for me we can go through most of our life not having to use our intuition and and use tests and various different external analytics to decide what choices we make so how would you say this fits in with that natural urge to just go with a gut, go with a feeling, go with our intuition? How would this fit in with that? Sure. The way I see it connecting is that, again, we're always in choice. So, uh, and the other thing is that as women move through life, we we have different phases of our life, right? As a young mother, um, is much different than someone in their 40s as their kids might be heading into high school and close to heading off to college. And then there are different priorities as women we have, you know, as empty nesters. So it so even what it might be intuitive or following our intuition at one phase isn't going to be the same way we're going to follow it at another phase. So what this list of careers does is shows us the it's a wide variety of of jobs that show up in the list. Um, so when we look at the list, we use that intuition to say what in this list is calling to me at this point in time. 
at this point in time. Now, I use the test as one qualitative measure when I work with career changers. The other thing I've developed is my own questionnaire for them to mm-hmm. fill out. Uh, I use in-depth organic interviews as well. We also talk about their calling. Um, some people call it purpose or why. I call it calling because I think we've, you know, commercialized purpose and why into looking at it being what your work is, but calling mm. is who you are. Mm. Because if we, if we can mesh that all together, that gives us that more holistic picture. So the test for me in my body of work is one tool. Uh, and so as we move through that together, we're strengthening their intuition because Here's what happens. Um, if someone's really down on themselves, they've been in this job, they aren't appreciated. Um, nine times out of 10, when they go to sit down to revamp their resume and get their resume ready, they look at what they've done and they kind of at the end of it go, huh, I'm not that bad after all. Like, look at all this that I've done. And so from a value perspective, we've gotten these messages, whatever they are, um, and we've kind of devalued ourselves because we feel downtrodden or we feel exhausted or unappreciated or whatever the case might be. So by looking at this, moving through this test and looking at these characteristics, it's a real personal growth experience because you're looking at like, yes, I'm protective. That's highly valuable. And yes, I'm naturalistic. I'm all about the earth and, you know, keeping the earth alive for my children. So it, it, it's a self discovery course mm-hmm. in a way. So, and to me, that feeds intuition. So if we, if we know what our calling is and we know how our, we want our ideal life, you know, designed to look and we know what our values are that are driving us. Those are the three that I use in my book. Um, I believe that's what attunes the intuition. So we're just using all those pieces at any given point in time to to decide. And so five years from now, when they take multiple natures again, it might show up a little differently because they've evolved and changed over time. And that's what, say, Myers-Briggs doesn't. Myers-Briggs is just a personality type indicator. It mm. it typically doesn't change over over time. And and so multiple natures honors that organic evolution that any human goes mm. through. So what would you say is the point where someone might want to start to look at taking a test like this? Because there will be some people out there who are already actively looking. I want to change career. This isn't for me. There will be a lot of people out there who say, I'm really happy. I love what I do. I'm good. There's also a proportion where I'm not happy, but I'm not in pain enough to change, which is the worst place that, you know, I call it the death rattle, where you're not (laughs) happy, but you're not unhappy enough to do something about it. So for those people who are kind of sat at their desk day in, day out, wondering where the last 40 years may have gone, what would you say is a point for them to realize, like, what, what could a trigger warning or something that they could look out for, which says, this is, this is the point where I need to do this. This is the point where I need to at least reflect on whether my current role suits whatever came out of the, the, the test that you provide. So what might that look like for them? Sure. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say they feel stuck. 
that's yeah. that's this is a common word you know um as i i've never called myself a coach because i use all these tools i'm really more of a consultant you know tutor yeah. you know mentor that type of thing but but stuck is is what they feel what really i find is is that the is that play isn't being stuck it's you're in the way of your natural evolution and so there's this fine line a difference in those definitions where we're kind of self-blaming when we say I'm stuck, you know, why can't I see what my next step is? Why don't I have the courage to tell my boss off? Why don't I have, you know, why haven't I saved money for uh, a, a gap in my career so I can leave this job to find another one? Um, but if they're feeling stuck, the first thing to add is to recognize that, you know, it isn't a judgment. It's not a self-judgment on, on you. It's a recognition that, oh, I, my being is being called to something greater and mm. I'm not listening to it. Mm. And that's really what's at play. And, and to me, the next step after that is curiosity. So asking yourself questions, um, if you have a journaling practice, or some people like to just visualize or go on a walk, I talk to myself, right? Um, uh, uh, because to me, hearing myself out loud helps me process, and some people do that as well. So to be curious and say, so what about this isn't right? We usually can make a list of what what we don't like rather than what it is that we do like. And so if that happens, make that list of what you don't like, but then take the opportunity to, to polar up, you know, balance it with the opposite or whatever you would want instead. So if you have a inflexible work hours at work, then on your want list, you want flexible hours at work. So it's, it's a prompt for you to say, all right, I must be getting in the way of my evolution. I don't know where I'm headed next, but let me ask some questions of myself and kind of see where it takes me and begin to ask those questions. Now, this is one career assist. There's, you know, as you said earlier, there's a bazillion of them and there are free ones online. You can take a disc test online for free, you know, as well. So those are some things they could also start with is to, you know, people on Facebook, you know, what, type of macaroni and cheese am I? You know, they take quizzes like crazy. So, you know, play with it. So to me, manifestation, it has to have joy in it. Joy is an essential element of manifestation, joy and levity. So, so be curious, be light, be joyful, and allow that kind of inner child in to take the reins a little bit to kind of show you the way as to how you can start asking yourself those questions. Fantastic. Well, you know, it's really been quite interesting listening to a new take on a very classic technique and how it can be utilized in various different ways. And it sounds like something that even if you're not looking for a career change, but you just want to do a bit of self-reflection and analysis, it sounds like a great place to start. So before we wrap up, how if somebody wanted to come along and take the test, how would they go about doing so? 
The best way would be to go to my website, which is my name, christineclifton.com, and uh, send me a message from from the website, and we'll talk about it. There's a there's a button that says uh, free discovery call, um, and set up a discovery meeting, and we'll talk about uh, doing the test together and the other the other elements as well that I like to use along with that qualitative piece. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's that's it. There you go. You got to go to Cliff christineclifton.com and uh, go and have a little look at taking that test. I think I might go and do it. I'm not looking for a career change, mind you, but it would be interesting to see, you know, what in the business aligns with maybe, you know, the multifaceted world that is our brain. So really, really interested in talking to you. And thank you, first of all, to everyone for listening. Hopefully you've picked up some ideas along the way for your next career move. And thank you so much to Christine for being with us and talking us through her fascinating subject. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you. Fantastic. Well, we will see you all on the next episode. And in the meantime, have a fabulous day.